0: just after nine o'clock good morning this is bernie radio 103.9 fm and coming up
1: at 9:30 is the sunny melindra show but the inspirational hour begins now with god and our dogs with meg greer the following is sponsored by god and and this is bernie radio hi i'm ashley pfeiffer and since 1916 kendall county abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in kendall county Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective,
0: God and our dogs, God.
1: Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer.
2: Welcome to God and Our Dogs, where we discover a new perspective by relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, your host. We will talk with people just like you about the lessons they learned from their dogs about God. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com, hashtag GodInOurDogs on Instagram, and at GodInOurDogs on Facebook. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our vision on God and our dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does this happen? The same way other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust. Those experiences transform the tie. On God and Our Dogs, we share stories giving us insight to time, training, trust, and transformation with our dogs. Stories give us aha moments, helping us see ourselves the way God sees us. Those aha moments bring us one step closer to God as we learn to rely on Him the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, and you are listening to God and Our Dogs. I'm delighted that Lisa Fullerton joins us today. Lisa Fullerton brought yummy Auntie anns pretzels and Cinnabon to San Antonio 20 plus years ago. We've probably all gained a few pounds because of those enticing smells through the years. I know Lisa to be a dedicated and compassionate visionary, persevering through challenging times. Best of all, her dogs would introduce her as my faithful companion and caretaker, plus my dedicated exercise buddy. Welcome, Lisa. We're so glad that you're joining us today.
0: Thank you, Meg. It's so good to be here. Well,
2: you know, I
0: think from what you've
2: told me, Labrador retrievers have played a huge role in your family's life.
0: Tell us about your first lab mo. So back when my son was six years old, we, we decided to experiment and have our first lab we loved labs just because they're good with kids and such fun gregaceous animals Um, so for christmas we bought our six-year-old son his lab uh, but boy was he rambunctious and full of energy so we kept him in a pen in the backyard and only attended to him when it was convenient for the family i hate to say but when we moved to san antonio in 2000 We bought a 45-year-old fixer-upper. And, you know, fixer-uppers, I had a great wood floor, but it was unfinished. And we had six acres, so we not only did he have room to roam, but we finally had a house we didn't feel would be bad to have a a, a dog in our home. So not only had Mo mellowed with his older age, but I began to see a change in his behavior the more time he spent with the family. Uh Uh-huh. and I began to realize how much more our family was um, delighted to be around our dog on a regular basis. So really, it was then that I realized I feel like I lost a lot of good years keeping him at arm's length and him having to be on the outside looking in.
2: Yeah, it, it's hard when you're a first-time dog owner to know exactly what's involved in puppy training and Maybe it's not even hard on the, as hard on, with the puppy stage as it is with the teenagers <laughs> when they're full of energy. And uh, it's, it's hard to know, especially when you're working and you have kids, how to make all of that
0: work together. So it's, it's good that you had the opportunity to bring them inside a little bit. Well, and I realized there was a change in my kids as well i think it taught them responsibility so Mm -hmm. it was very easy to not live into that responsibility when your dog is in the backyard and again we only feed and water and occasionally walk Um, so i think it made us all more accountable and we knew that we needed some good training so he could be an obedient animal and we could enjoy him more well
2: i bet you had some great memories even when he wasn't in your house he probably was a
0: protector wasn't he He was very much a protector so he was a big 90 pound gorgeous chocolate lab um so athletic and he was highly protective and i think that's why i loved him as a you know a playmate and a helpmate for my kids is i think what not only what he brought to us but what he meant to us and how much he cared for us Uh uh-huh did he go on patrol oh (laughs) so when we moved to the six acres in spring branch Boulevard, we had what we called a tight track around the house So he would patrol so often around the circumference of the house that he literally wore a path through the grass. And then we had the bigger path, which was through the pasture and around the house. So we laughed when we we saw the tight track and the farther track. It wasn't even our goats that forged the track. It was our dog who really felt it was his responsibility to protect us and guide us. So I always loved that I felt I had a, a guardian Uh in our our home and on our acreage. So that made living on acreage a little less scary.
2: Yeah, isn't that cool how our dogs kind of know what we need and can kind of fit what that role is? Even when we don't know what we need. That's right. (laughs) They can read it. It's amazing.
0: They have that sense about them.
2: Well, tell us about your next lab.
0: So our our next lab's name was Larry. So you can kind of see where we're going here with Mo and then Larry. He was a darling six-week-old beautiful he was yellow but he was so faint he was almost a beautiful white and my son brought him home unbeknownst to me because the friends of his who had this puppy were dog breeders and this dog had mange and so as a breeder you don't you can't sell animals that have defect and so they were going to terminate this puppy and my son said you can't terminate that puppy I'm taking him with me without even asking. So when I came home and saw this puppy that couldn't have been six, seven inches long and looked at that face and saw him, you know, looking, looking, his fur was battered and bruised, thinking, you know, oftentimes people feel left out when they don't look like everybody else. And he was darling, and, but he obviously had deformities that his other litter mates didn't. So I think we had a heart for him, thanks to Mo. And the softening of our hearts—that we really we needed to love somebody who didn't look like what we expected him to look like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um,
2: how did Mo grow as part of your family?
0: Uh, you know, Mo is where I started exercising with my dog. And, and the day that um, I will always remember is I took him for a run. We took him down to the Guadalupe River and had a lot of social time with him. But he had a spot in his eye that we had to take him to the vet to get removed, and unfortunately. My my son was saying, Mom, we have to take him to the vet because what if something happened and he dies? And I thought, what a dramatic uh, response from a a kid so worried about the spot in his dog's eye. But we took him to the vet. They put him under so he could take it off, and he began to aspirate, and they couldn't save him. He had cancer all over his body, and we had no idea. But what I will always remember that brings me comfort in that absolute devastating sad time is how much fun we had on his final day. So wow. we ran, we played in the river, and then he went to the vet late in the day because they were going to do surgery the following morning. And I'll never forget, that gives me comfort to know that he had high quality time we did together in his final day.
2: Yes, and your son loved him so much. And that is such a neat thing. You, you talked about Mo and how your kids became more responsible. And look what that transpired into an, an, a new relationship with Larry.
0: Well, and I think having Larry for a period of time while we had Mo really helped bring him into the family, so the loss was a little less devastating. You know, it's it's kind of like having um, multiple aunts or uncles or multiple kids in a family. Losing one never replaces that one's life, but it really does. It did make it easier on my kids that they had this puppy to love and, and take care of.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about your dog right now,
0: Bentley. Bentley. Oh, you know, when you have each animal that you lose or have to put down or just ages and, um, you know, goes on to greener pastures um, or the Rainbow Bridge, you never think you're going to have another dog that could fill a spot in your heart that these previous pets did. But our son and daughter-in-law had a dog, again, another rescue from the same breeder who was deemed to have, you know, bred too many litters. And my son said, no, he's such a sweet dog. I, I, I got to take him. So this dog continued to have litters for my son and daughter-in-law. And on the last litter, my son said, you know, you guys really, really need to have, I'd love for you to have one of these puppies because they have the mother and the father. So we went ahead and, and looked at the puppies. And my husband said, oh, please, honey, which was our uh, lab at the time, is getting old. We travel. It's getting nice to have that freedom again. Please don't bring another puppy into the house and i said okay i hear you but let me go and just see these puppies and he said i know what that means no you you, there's no going back once you go (laughs) so i fell in love with larry the only male of the litter of three and um brought him home and he has really enriched uh this is bentley uh this this puppy has really enriched our lives and and even though we were thinking we didn't need another dog um my husband and i both love him and i would say are um just as committed to i think he looks at both of us as masters and i've never had a dog that probably viewed two people equally as a person that they uh, look to for guidance so that's
2: really neat well before we learn a little bit more about your dogs and their role in your family and what what lessons you've learned from them about god i'd love to tell you and our listeners a little bit about one of our sponsors on god and our dogs and that is kindle county abstract Kendall County Abstract has been our family's title company for 60 years. Whether a simple or a complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses the best service, both real estate closings and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830 816 2131 or visit online at kcac.net that's kcac.net on God and our dogs we have some great sponsors wheelers western outfitters Sibilo family medicine kendall county abstract the rivers team with phyllis browning and cibolo creek vet hospital because of them we get to give one of our lucky listeners a $100 Amazon gift card treat each month. Go to our website, godandOurDogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godandourdogs.com for an Amazon gift card
0: treat. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs.
1: This is Ashley, and this is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer here on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM.
2: We are back on God and Our Dogs with Lisa Fullerton, CEO of Auntie Anne's and Cinnabon for San Antonio. Lisa's been telling us about her evolution as a laboratory retriever owner. It seems like the theme of your relationship with your dogs over time has been training. What kind of
0: training... Did you engage in with your dogs through the years? You know, I like to say Bentley, our current dog, is the one that's benefited from all the training. So we went and, and took our dogs and were taught what commands to use and how to engage with them so that they would listen to those commands. So we like to joke that he's kind of the mulligan and the do-over for all the all the dogs we had in the past who we didn't feel like benefited as well from our training. So like any kind of training the more you stick with it the more you practice it the better the better rehearsed you are and the more natural it is so i think the use of training is has been necessary cuz i believe there's nothing better than a well trained dog yeah
2: so what kind of lessons can we learn from
0: the benefit of training our dogs where god is concerned you know i think by training them to live within certain boundaries they're better able to discern between good and bad or um, good and evil and can maneuver between those two attributes, I think, better than humans can. So Matthew ten sixteen tells us that we should be wise as serpents and harmless as doves and that boundaries are intended to improve the quality of our life, not to stifle it. And I think my dogs have taught me that God's boundaries are intended for my protection and to prevent me from engaging things that ultimately could hurt me. So when I look back at the way our dogs have transformed our lives, it's really hard not to make the connection that time spent in community with God has done the same thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, community, it's, it's a big deal. Relationship, community, uh, you can't expect your dog to read your mind. You need to spend time with them and you need to train with them. Same with God. We can't read
0: God's mind unless we know who God is, right? That's exactly right. And and spending time daily in those relationships that you want to get closer to is really the only way that you can receive, you know, relational intimacy and knowledge of that person. And I would spend the same time with my husband or my children or those people that I want to get to know better. And I think it's absolutely um, key to a healthy relationship.
2: And the other thing that I think of thinking about training, it's not just getting to know each other, but their willingness after they trust you to submit to the sit or the stay that you might know a little
0: bit more than they do about the situation. Well, and by experiencing my dog's submission to my commands, it reminds me that God wants me to submit to his commands for my life as well. But to understand those commands, I have to understand his design for humankind. That's so true. It's a view. It's a contextual
2: thing. It's it's not God just singling out, Lisa, today, this is what I want you to do. It's an overarching theme. It's not just one thing that he expects from one person and then something else from somebody else
0: and so forth. Well, I think we should be comforted by the fact that it is the same for all of us, and I don't have to navigate the uniqueness, maybe unique to my design and how God designed me and with the attributes he's He's allowed me to utilize, but... Um, you know, all of us were made in his image. So Imago Day says we were made in his image. And our purpose in life should be to honor that design uh, and engage in a lifelong study of what that means. Yeah. You know, your personalities
2: of your dogs, they were all different. And so the way you interacted with them was a little bit different. So each of us are different, right? And so God's interacting with us in the way that best suits us.
0: Well, and, and knowing how we respond. Right. And so you're right. Each of our dogs had a, um, a different attribute that I found either easier or harder to work with. And, and like people and children, you have to treat them all a little bit differently because how they respond is different. So there's really nothing tr- negative about training then, is there? No, I think training shows respect and love, um, not only for the pet, but also for the relationship. I think it's healthy to have boundaries. Um, I think it's healthy for us to have boundaries. And I I feel the more I understand about my boundaries, um, the more freedom I have to work within those boundaries. And if I live according to those boundaries, how rich and blessed my life really can be.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we don't have the answers to everything. We don't know uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. All we really have is now. So how can we live that out right now? And that's one of the things I really admire about my dogs. They're just right there. And that's all they really care about is right
0: here, right now. Well, and how um, unconditional they are, that they, um, you know, I can bark at my dog to move because I'm trying to get into the kitchen and prepare dinner. And he has this, At Bentley has this knack for finding the center of the room.
2: Of course. <laughs> so there's our golden
0: retriever. Uh, so when I excuse the pun, but when I bark at him to move, uh, you know, he moves and five minutes later he's forgotten everything. And and I wish relationships could be a little bit more like that where we were forgiving and were easy to forget uh, when someone has easily offended us. And I've thought that with a couple of the dogs that we had that we had to put down, that the love in their eyes as if they didn't think they were finished and who would protect us, just the soft submission um, and the gentleness. I, I think I'm in awe about dog's behavior and wish humans could model that yeah
2: yeah and it is kind of interesting to me how they s- seem to forget but if there's something that's really harsh I, I, you've not necessarily had total rescue dogs but with a rescue dog sometimes um, they do have a memory and it is difficult to get them to be able to overcome that one of our dogs right now um, has gotten better but he's still very fearful so the the ability of them to forgive the small things, I think, is really great. And we can learn a lot from that. But I think in some ways, dogs are just like humans. We can be forgiving, but forgetting is probably not always in the cards.
0: You know, our oldest daughter uh, has a rescue lab, and they discovered he was um, fearful of men wearing baseball caps. Oh, yeah. And so... They said, it's interesting how he can be great with the kids and then, uh, or either, even other dogs, but a man, especially with a baseball cap. So as good as he is, you know, in the, in the daily, there's still some fear um, based on his experience. And, and yeah. I think we all really probably can speak to having some things in our past that, that make it difficult to forgive and forget.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. That may be something that's fairly typical with dogs because we had a rescue lab at one point. And um, here, here we were, a family with a teenage son, and who do teenage sons have for friends that come hang out? Other teenage boys, and they all are wearing ball caps, and our dog would hide behind us. And I, finally, I when they started coming in the house, I'd tell them, turn your caps around. It seemed like the, as long as the dog could see the eyes, it wasn't that much of a problem. So um, it's so interesting you said that. Well, we've had a great conversation today with Lisa Fullerton about her labs and her relationship with her labs. And one thing that I'd like to explore a little bit with you, Lisa, before we go today is I think it's so cool how you have been able to bring your faith into the workplace. And one of the groups that has been encouraging and how to do that is C12. Can you tell us a little bit about that mentoring group?
0: Yeah, C12 is an organization that educates and edifies Christian leaders, hence the C12, which, you know, there were 12 disciples, so C being Christian 12. It's really a peer-to-peer group of other CEOs, Christian CEOs, who want to use their business as a way to minister to our staff, to our community, to our vendors. And uh, and what an opportunity we have and a blessing we've been given to, um, to be able to impress upon a secularized um, business world to show that we can indeed use our Christian faith for in our sphere of influence. Mm-hmm.
2: If any of our listeners are interested in learning more about C12, is there a website? Do you know that if there's a re- website or can they just
0: Google it? I think if they Googled C12, our home office is actually located in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay.
2: Well, then that should be easy to find. Well, Lisa Fullerton, it's been a pleasure to have you with us today. I've really enjoyed, I love talking about labs anyway, but I always love talking about dogs and God, and it's been a pleasure to do that with you.
0: Thank you. I've enjoyed it too, Meg.
2: Well, today, before we close the show, I'd like to leave everyone with a thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. We spoke a great deal today about our thoughts and attitudes evolving. Preconceived ideas, poor experiences, and even fear can impact the way we think. These wrong ideas lead to missed opportunities with our dogs and even people. So I ponder today, what ideas do I have, do we have, that need to evolve so that we can enjoy relationships the way God intends? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us today. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. If you have a neat story about God and your dog, send an email to stories at com. Follow us on Instagram at hashtags God and our Dogs or on Facebook. Please join me next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us.
0: Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com.
1: I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net.